0: Welcome in to the DNVR Avalanche podcast. We got Jesse and Rudo coming to you live today. Jesse Rudo show. Yeah. I always love these. You know, not the two of us don't get to a two man show very often. Not, not very often. Awesome. <laughs> I'm not even going to go. there. Yeah, I was gonna right? say, I'm not going <laughs> to scream that on here. Uh, <laughs> uh we're talking Winners and losers of free agency today, but Jesse, I wanted to start with a bit of a mercurial question. Ooh, wow, great word. How do you win free agency? And I get it—if you're the Avalanche, if you're Tampa Bay, you're going all in. You're yep. trying to make yourself a contender. You're trying to be the best team in the league. But what if you're in Anaheim? What if you're in Arizona? Mm-hmm. How do they win in free agency? That's a great question. That's a great question because we were actually uh, right before you walked
1: into the studio, the, the set here, we were talking about it. Uh, just you know how you how do you ultimately judge winners and losers? When can you? confidently judge winners and losers. I hadn't really thought about it that way. So for for me, I, I do think it splits into two different buckets. And I think it is playoff contenders yep. and then non-playoff contenders. Everybody else. Um, and I think for playoff contenders, and I'm going to lump all those in because I'm going to use the philosophy of like, oh, just get in and anything can happen. Sure. And I think if the way you can feel good about your free agency while still you know, being in the summer is, did we address what we felt our needs were when the season ended last year? If we felt like we had, and I'm making this up, if we <laughs> felt like we, had, we needed a center, uh, a, a top six wing, and a bottom six wing, and a, and a middle pairing defenseman, if we checked three of those boxes, I feel pretty good about our free agency. Now there is another layer to that of what did you spend term and all that kind of (laughs) things. But for the most part, I think you as an owner, as a GM, as a coach, you can feel pretty good or bad about what you did based on. Okay. Well, we said that we had these issues at the end of last season. Do we still have any of those issues outstanding today? And then for the non-playoff teams, I think that's, did we, did we make moves that help us move forward while giving us options to a Acquire assets later on. If you didn't that's do that, for me yeah. if you didn't do that, I, I don't think it's good free agency. I love what Arizona did. Like they're a team. We'll get into you know all this stuff. Yep. Like that's a team that just off the top of my head, it's like that's a big winner for free agency. Not even necessarily because of what you're hoping the players will give you, but what they will have now as value in six
0: months. Yep. And I think you for non-playoff teams, you absolutely hit the nail on the head of there's this weird middle ground where I think we'll get into this a little bit with Arizona, where it's like, okay, at a certain point you have to try and bridge that gap and become mm-hmm. a playoff team. But if you're a team like Anaheim, especially how many guys can you get on one year deals that right, you can right. say we can get something for this guy at the deadline.
1: And and they, and while they're here, they can teach a couple of our young guys, some things they can score some goals, put
0: some butts in seats. Yep. But really we signed you to flip you later on. Yep. I, 100% how I think teams at the bottom win free agency. Part of the reason why I think the Kaloran deal is so weird. Yeah, I, here's four years. You'll be here right until we're supposed to get good. Yeah, right like, until we're good, <laughs> then you can leave. I don't get it, but hey. I, he wanted the money, so he got what he wanted out Southern of Southern California is nice. That's true. That's true. It's a fun place he's to He's got live. a couple cups. Maybe he's good. Just wanted to, to ride it out from there. All right. All right. Fair enough you want to start at the bottom or the top Jesse um let's start at the oh shit <laughs> a tough tough choice, huh
1: let's start at the bottom okay let's start at the bottom bottom for me I... no hold on are we is, is bottom like who we think lost or are we talking standings either way is there a difference? well, I think there were some <laughs> Someone just t- threw across Detroit. I want to get into them. I do them. as well want to and get I, into and them. And I, th- I think they fall right in the middle either way. I,
0: I had them near the bottom before this weekend. Yes. The Debrincat thing helped them a lot, I think. Sure. But they Detroit felt like a team making a lot of moves for the sake of making a lot of should, moves. Should
1: we start there and then we yeah, can kind of go in direction? Let's just go here. Be- because this is a team, <clears throat> we talked about it last week, where... Here's one thing you can't do with free agency. You, you, you cannot build a winner yep. in
0: free agency. You have to build accessory pieces. Right, <laughs>
1: right. You can you can add to what you have. Uh you, you can give yourself a boost. For example, I think I think when when a player like Matt Duchesne hits free agency, that is a player that you could say legitimately moves a needle for a team. Yep. Um so you can do that through free agency, but Detroit over the last couple of years, it's so interesting. Steve Eiserman I mean, he's seems like he's made the decision that this is going to take too long doing it organically. <laughs> Let's see what we can do in free agency with players that cost us only money. And I say only money, meaning you're not having to trade assets, but the comment that just flashed across the screen, they're over $10 million for JT confer and Andrew cop.
0: And that's, since the existence of the salary cap in the NHL, the biggest mistake teams make in free agency is overpaying middle six players. Yep. And those players will be fine. Like JT Confort will be fine for Detroit. Yeah. He will give them a decent middle six job. But you've paid $5 million to a middle six guy now, and you won't be able to afford other pieces on your roster. Right. And Detroit has done this in spades yeah. on their forward side. Again, I think the DeBrincat thing helped them a little bit. But still, sure. you look at their top six, and you're like, okay, you have Larkin, you have DeBrincat, and then you have a bunch of middle six guys that you're hoping will step up.
1: Well, and, and uh, again, a guy like JT Confer, who we've talked on this show, I, I, I think he's been a little bit of an underrated player here in Colorado. I think he's had some big, he had some big moments for the Avs you know, very clutch uh, performances at times in the playoffs and things like that. All of those things are true. That's one column. Those are all true. (laughs) The other thing that is true is we've seen him go long stretches where he doesn't... Any effective hockey. ...without being very effective. Uh, You know, we've seen him pick up a lot of points in those big moments, playing alongside, not to discount what he's doing, but playing alongside, you know, being the sixth guy out there in front of the net. Uh, you know, going to the net while you've got McKinnon, and Kale McCarr as your shooters and being able to kind of pick up, you know, the trash around. It's going to be interesting because I, I'm most mocks I'm seeing have them him slotted in 2C. He's the second line center. And I just wonder, in a system that isn't as... What, what's the right way to put this? As, as well-oiled? Yes, yeah. as, as, as a system like the Avs where they're asking him to be a little bit more, not, hey, can you flex up a bit here and fill in for this other role? Like, hey, can you be the full-time second-line center? Can you take the (laughs) shutdown matchups? I mean, that's honestly, if if the Avs and the Red Wings were playing within the first week of the season in Detroit, they're probably trying to match JT Comfort and Nathan McKinnon.
0: And the abs are going to go, ha ha, yeah, we remember that matchup getting its head kicked in every single night. And and
1: I just it's just so interesting to watch Steve Eiserman, who's gotten so much credit for what was built in Tampa before Julian Breesbois took over, take this approach in Detroit where it's I want nothing here homegrown. I only want players that we've brought in and we need to speed this up. It's just odd. It's Mo
0: Sider and then a bunch of guys. Literally a bunch of dudes on their defense. Like, sure, you're bringing in Goss' bear and hoping that this rekindling of his career is in a, a mirage. Right. But, but you're, your other guy in your top pairing next to Mo Sider is Ben Charrat? Like, come on, man.
1: It's just, I, I feel like Detroit is one of those teams that, it felt like they were really building in the right direction mm-hmm. with their drafting. And, and, you know, they, they took a chance on Mo cider and they absolutely got it right. A- and then it, I feel like it was last summer. They just went crazy. Yeah. And, and so they're a team that right now today, what is it? July 10th. I've got as a free agency loser. Now, again, we'll, we'll see. We'll see where this goes. And I'm with you. I think bringing into DeBrinkat helps. And if JT Confort turns into a 2C suddenly, cool, good for them. But what happens when he's a 35-point guy? Right. Like. I just think that these have all been really weird moves, way overly aggressive, overpaying. And oh, by the way, Ville Huso really wasn't very good last year. And you're locked into him for two more years. So they're a team that, going back to last summer, they've just made nothing but weird moves for me. Yep. And we talked about, did you address your needs? Their defense is a mess. Yep. Andrew Kopp, They just brought in Andrew Kopp <laughs> to, to be two C. And they like, ah, it didn't go one. great. Yeah. Let's give a ton of money to someone else, who, who again, we're also betting on the upside. Yep. It, it's just really weird. That's a team that I don't think addressed any of their primary needs. Added big money, uh, and and even that DeBrincat deal. Like, it's a it's expensive for it, sure. It's expensive. For a guy that, yes, he's a two-time 40-goal scorer, no doubt. He's not an automatic 40-goal scorer. Yep. He's going to be playing with Dylan Larkin. That'll be a nice connection for them. Um,
0: He'll be good, but again, so what? Like, right. Where's the rest of your top can, six? Can you keep it out of your net? Yep. <laughs> it, and I don't know if they can. It just It just does not feel like a team that came together at all to the, me.
1: The, the, they're the team that I think was the most active and I feel the worst about. From any of the significant free agency players.
0: I think that's fair. The other team I would say that I really feel bad about, and this is somewhat for different reasons, but it's Toronto.
1: Ooh, interesting. Uh, Let's see. So what was it? Tyler Bertuzzi.
0: uh, Tyler Bertuzzi, Max Domi. Domi was the other uh, one. John Klingberg, Ryan Reeves. So here's what's... (laughs) I'm
1: with you. I don't like that. That seems... um, that's a hard directional shift from Kyle Dubas. Yeah.
0: that's a, This guy's out of here, and we are doing something else. <laughs> well, and it's... They're trying to be mean.
1: Like, and they're trying to get that, like... I, I, I did hear the conversation of... They're trying to find an identity beyond the big four, which I get. I just don't <laughs> think... <laughs> <laughs> I just don't think Tyler Bertuzzi, Max Domi, Ryan Reeves is the identity that you're looking for. And I think those are now guys that, that kind of go against the grain of the rest of what that team did, does. And John Klingberg, what? <laughs> yeah, that, that, of all the types of defensemen that Toronto needed to bring in, John Klingberg, I can say confidently was not the archetype of guy they needed.
0: Here's my bigger problem for them. Kay. ignoring the fact that going out and getting Ryan Reeves for three years is psychotic. They're $9 million over the cap. <laughs> yeah. And like, yeah. and Yes, they have some LTI. I think they have about 5 million in LTR space. Mm-hmm. They have to get rid of 4 million right. more dollars. Right. They got to shed some cap. Like they now have to make their team worse. Because of the moves they went out and made. Well, and, and
1: some of this stems back to... Now, I don't have it in front of me, so maybe... Are, are, is Matt
0: Murray the LTIR that you're talking about? Uh, I don't know off the top of my head. I just... Their uh, candidacy on Cat Friendly says they have $5.5 in, in LTIR space. So well, it's know. just...
1: This is another team that, not unlike Toronto, it goes back to... Uh, oh, no, it's Jake
0: Muzzin. So he... Will he be? I don't know. He might be done. Is Nicholas Robertson as well? I mean, that's oh, yeah. Like another one. Nine yeah, nine Nick K, Robertson. Yeah. Like nothing. So
1: this is another one. Okay, so Matt Murray sells another year that that I find so weird. They, <laughs> and by the way, they don't have Ilya Samsonov signed. So Uh-oh. they, they got to sign the goalie that finished the year for them. Matt Murray, I, I thought that was such a weird gamble last year for exactly what has played out. Yep. I thought that was such a weird get for them. Not because of what Matt Murray's ability is when he's on,
0: which we have value proposition.
1: Right, right. (laughs) He just, he's not healthy. Yep. So you've got four and a half million dollars committed to Matt Murray that if he's healthy, you don't even know what you got.
0: Yeah. I just, I don't understand how Toronto thought it made itself better here.
1: And, and, I mean, like, there's some conversation that's been around that Austin Matthews is going to re-sign. Yep. And if he does, like, you know, going to, going to sign a new contract soon. If he does, I'll, I'll be legitimately surprised, Rudo. Like, honestly. B- because, not because, like, all the Arizona jokes and stuff like that, but <laughs> I just can't imagine he's looking this and saying, like, what direction is this? These are the moves, to me, that a team makes right before they have to make, like,
0: serious changes it would be the least surprising thing in the world to me if austin matthews becomes toronto's matt duchene mm-hmm. and i like toronto's had marginally more success than the abs did in the <clears throat> Duchesne era but one trip to the second round in his career so far if he rolls out here and says i just want to be on a team that can contend for a cup would anyone blame him no no and and
1: I mean, like, dude, it's it's. I go back to that. Um, it was not. It was. I think it was the 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 McDavid whatever contract McDavid is on now. It it had kicked in, and they had just ended the season. Yeah. And in that presser, he said, "We have, I think he said five or six years, whatever, no. to get this figured out." And I remember really taking that as like he means that, like yep. he wants to play if, on a contending if it's team. Not
0: figured out. I'm gone. Right. Yeah. Right.
1: And and he's basically saying like. I'm going to do everything in my power. You guys have to do everything in your power. You have to build this team the right way. You know, he was at the NHL awards. You know, we have unfinished business. Yeah. It's like, do your does does management know that? Because their moves would suggest that they don't know that. Um, and after these moves, if Austin Matthews signs this summer, I'll be surprised now that I say that he'll sign today. I'll be surprised because that's just something where I'm looking at saying, I want to see how this goes for sure. I want to see what's about to play out here because these are major shakeup moves. You're, you're trying to change the identity of the team. Mm-hmm. What if that doesn't work is Austin Matthews really going to be cool to sign a
0: fresh deal starting over. <laughs> we'll find out one way or another, uh, Jesse, would you rather be wearing a fit or drip? Oh, shit. Uh, I don't know. I, I like drip. I, like, I, think, more, I think drip more is... More of a drip guy? Yeah yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you can get your drip on with bird dogs. <laughs> don't I know it? <laughs> yeah, you, You're the one who's you're <laughs> yeah. all about it over here. Uh, look, put simply, bird dogs are shorts that actually fit. I I don't know any better way to put it. Yep. Very similar to things like Lululemon, but... You know, they're actually built for men, and they have the, the Aff- liner affordable, inside. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, affordable, yeah. Yeah, affordable. Great call on that one. This is why I don't own any Lululemon. Shocker right there. Uh, you can go check them out today. You can go to burgerdogscom slash DNVR, or enter the promo code DNVR at BirdDogs.com for a free Yeti-style tumbler with your order. Uh, that's BirdDogs.com slash DNVR. Check them out. They 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 got the stretchy khakis that they give you the slim fit that even makes someone with thunder thighs like me look well, good. So so I, so I was
1: actually going to say before you moved on, I also have a pair of Bird Dog pants. Uh, they're like navy. I, 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 actually, I don't even know what that t- that st- like slacks dress pant that category. Sure, yeah. I love them. <clears throat> you guys have heard me complain about like men's dress clothes. They're not flexible. They don't breathe. None yep. of that. I love my Bird Dog pants because they look super nice. Uh, You know, you can wear them to a more formal event. They're comfortable. They're breathable. They stretch, uh, you know, they got good stretch to them. Those are the one things that as much as I really do like my bird dog shorts, I could not (laughs) more highly recommend the pants, uh, especially if you're someone like me with, uh, you know,
0: disdain for dress clothes. There you go. Why wear dress clothes when you can wear bird dogs? Birddogs.com slash DNVR today. And also make sure you're checking out Kind Love. You can go to any kind love location, use the DNVR code to get twenty five percent off in store purchases. They've been around forever. One of the first dispensaries open in Colorado. They've existed since two thousand ten. Their turbo joint is uh, let me tell you, it's it's turbo? powerful. It's yeah. turbo? It's got it's got the turbo button for <laughs> sure. You do not need to smoke a whole turbo joint to get where you're going. I yeah.
1: accidentally did, and it was a great time. But <laughs>
0: well, I, I accidentally did. Oh my gosh, whoa. Oh. How did I end up at
1: the very end of this? <laughs> uh, okay. I'm trying to let the whole turn <laughs> Dude. That thing had me... I'm saying. Zooming. had you, It had you in the tractor beam? Mm.
0: They had me zooming, yeah.
1: dude. I felt like Lightning McQueen. Like, that's <laughs> a turbo. turbo. Like, had you turboed.
0: If, if joints aren't your thing, I know a bunch of people here at DNVR love their gummies as mm-hmm. well. So you can go that side with it uh, with kind love. Again, they're, they're farm-to-table. They grow their own <laughs> stuff, as, as you can say. Uh, go check them out today. Uh, there are locations in Cherry Creek or North Denver. Uh, or you can go to kindlove.com for full menu and on- online ordering even. Uh, again, DNVR code. It's a 25% off all Kind Love flowers, pre-rolls, and their turbo joint line. Second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast. <clears throat> I do just have to address, Steve G., that I will never
1: stop wearing skinny jeans. You'll have to bury me in those.
0: Yeah, it's just not worth it to Skinny me.
1: ankle, skinny jean, showing some ankle. The Salem Witch Trials would have hated me. I'd be burned at the stake, and I'm all about it. I actually, It's ankle
0: season every day. I don't know that I've ever worn a pair of boots in my life.
1: Oh, that's a shame. Uh, but
0: boot-cut jeans are great.
1: <laughs> I, I, as I am Mexican, I dress like a cowboy at times. Yep. And I have three pairs of boot-cut jeans and about three pairs of, cow- of cowboy boots. Amazing see, time. See, I think the only time I've ever worn cowboy boots were, like, my dad had multiple pairs of cowboy boots as a kid and like as a little kid i'd step into them they'd go up to my knee i think that was like the last time i put on cowboy boots in in like not ironically. in your life yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They make great snowshoes by the way i'm
0: sure they do like it's
1: incredible i'll bet you though. they're insanely versatile and yeah, tough and I'm warm sure and all that stuff for a bunch
0: of stuff but yeah i'll take my vans not in my repertoire jesse
1: your Gotta biggest loser? skinny jeans said again your biggest loser I think it's Detroit. Detroit. For me. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair yeah, enough. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, let's let's move on to the other side then.
1: I do like Toronto though. I hadn't really thought <laughs> all the way down that path. I like I, I that.
0: You know, and I in a month when they make a deal, maybe I feel differently about it. Once they right. sort out their cap situation, but right now it's hard not to be like, "What right. are you doing?"
1: Especially because the deal that they would have to make to the point you were making. You're just having to give someone away. It's like they're going like to make a hockey <laughs> right. trade and get better. There's
0: 31 teams going, yeah, you're $8 million over the cap. <laughs> so what are you going to do? <laughs> uh, uh, I did want to go through the Central Division a little bit, though, given that that's the most relevant to the Avs. I know you wanted to talk about Arizona. We can start there since that's kind of the bottom of the division.
1: Yeah, no. What, what, what I like about what Arizona did was I thought they made moves – that are going to do a few things. One is they made moves that are going to make the team more exciting. They had their players playing really hard last year, playing really well. Clayton Keller had a breakout, uh, and it just they just weren't <clears throat> good enough. Sure. They were playing their hearts
0: out. They were unfortunately too good for their own good. They, they were but. too
1: good for their own good, and I think the moves they've made are going to just make them more exciting you're gonna get more competitive games if they bring that same effort they are going to see themselves work their way up to standings and that's an organization that needs that type of thing right now with everything going around with the arena are they moving are they not what's the interest what's this that and the other they just need an exciting on ice product and I think they did that so that's number one number two they did what we said earlier they gave themselves yep. assets to flip later in the season yep if and when they aren't in playoff contention they did some things that they're going to be able to bring back draft picks, prospects, uh, etc. And then three, I, I, I think they sneaky made themselves a playoff contender. Rudo, like I, I, I think, think they, they're close. I, I don't know that they they're quite there. Put but. themselves in position that if they get some things to go right, this could be a playoff team. And they at least gave themselves that shot. To me, it's a reward for the players and the fan base. They want to see Mullet Arena filled up every single night, which they did all last year. They grossed more ticket revenue than they ever did at Gila River last year, and they want to get the the city excited. And so I think they made themselves more exciting. They gave themselves some options to flip later, and they also may have put themselves into a little bit of playoff contention to at least build that buzz a bit.
0: I really like what Arizona did. Just to kind of reinforce your point, flippable assets. Nick Busted, two-year deal is a potential 4C that they could flip to anyone. Yep. Alex Kerfoot, middle six winger, two-year deal that they could t- potentially flip to anyone. Jason Zucker, one-year deal for a potential top six guy that they could flip. Yep. Uh, on the Alex Galchenyuk, not really a flippable asset, but a team that can afford to give some opportunities yep. to someone down the lineup. Uh, who else was it? Oh, yeah, Troy Stetcher on the defensive side, one-year deal, <laughs> potentially flippable. Yep.
1: And and I mean like even Galchenyuk if, if they give him some runway and he can get off to a half decent start, yep. you're telling me that a team like the Abs wouldn't ah, here's a
0: fourth, fifth round fourth, pick fourth, or fifth whatever. Round pick. Yeah. We can,
1: you know, make him a thirteenth forward. We loved him in the AHL, whatever. Yeah, totally. It's a fair
0: point. So I I don't think I'm as high on them as you are. I don't think they're really a playoff contender. Yeah. But and AJ's right. Like their defense
1: is AJ's in the, problems, in the chat yeah. here. It's got it's got serious problems. And then is Karel Vemelka? Uh,
0: yeah, they just I mean, extended can Connor he Ingram. Actually, be a starting goaltender. <clears throat> right.
1: There's still a lot of issues here. But I, I, I just this feels Columbus-esque. That year that they knew everyone was walking. They yep. knew everyone was walking, and they were like, now ah, we're going for it that that feels shades of this for me with Arizona. Where it's like we know what situation we're in, but son of a bitch, we just want to win.
0: Like like a, we want a win, not two yeah. win. Like we're going for it exactly until March 2nd. Exactly. And exactly. then we're selling every single Dude, one 100%. of these 100%. We're
1: going to try to have some fun and then we're going to flip all these guys and we'll do it again <laughs> next year yeah. with our own
0: guys. So yeah. uh, that's a team that I I really am high on. I do like that. I, I kind of skipped over Chicago. I really don't have a ton to say about Chicago. Uh,
1: I, I mean, th- there are a lot of moves. Th- th- those are almost purely we're going to flip you later. We're trying to bring in some guys that can impart some wisdom, but we're not trying to contend.
0: Look, when you're giving <laughs> $4 million contracts to guys like Corey Perry to right. get to the floor, there's no secret about what you're doing here, okay? That does, does that make that hard to flip? I mean, I'm assuming they just retain. Just yeah. You, you retain half, and at the deadline, there's 700K left on that. Yeah, or yeah, yeah. yeah, I yeah good point. I don't think it's that bad of a deal. But also, Chicago not making any impressions that they're really trying to go for the playoffs this right. year or anything like that. Yep. So it's where that is. You start working your way up the central division, you have Nashville up next. Obviously, they've <laughs> kind of gone through a big change with Barry Trotz Massive at the helm shift. Of GM. I just can't figure it out, dude. I, well, so going into the offseason, you're like, oh, okay. They're buying people out. They're selling stuff. I get it. I get where this is headed. And then you get the free agency, and they're like, let's go get Ryan O'Reilly. Right. And it's like, wait, what? Huh? <laughs> yeah. I mean, even going back to to last
1: trade deadline, they flip uh, – um, what's his name? The young kid that uh, they got a billion picks for. Oh, my God. I
0: don't – I mean, they flipped Ekholm, right?
1: Yep, yeah, no, the kid to Tampa. He, they, they wanted him up for rookie of the year the year uh, before. Yeah, yeah, Why yeah. can't I think of his name, dude? Uh, it's not Trennan, it's the other one. We're not moving this podcast forward until I think of this without looking it up. I'll look it
0: up. And, and, uh, and I'll give you like 30 seconds.
1: <sighs> oh, damn it. It was in the chat. Tanner you know, there Son of a bitch. Yeah. Yes, Tanner you know thing. But but even that, like that's a kid that two years ago they were like, This kid needs to be in the caller conversation. What a year. What a breakout. And then his, his, his play dropped, and they flip him for a 1,000 picks with the Tampa Bay Lightning. So you're like, oh, they're going that route. Then they sell Ryan Johansson for nothing. Then they buy out Matt Duchesne. You're like, oh, wow, they're tearing it all the way down. Tyson Berry's probably the next to go. There's UC Soros rumors out there. And then they add Ryan O'Reilly.
0: Yep. And it's like, wait, what?
1: On a multi-year deal. Had they added him on a one-year, it's like, oh, they're going to flip him? Yeah, that would have made sense. They add him on a one-year deal, uh, and then if my memory served me correctly, they added one other.
0: Uh, Gus Nyquist.
1: Gus Nyquist, yep, yep, thank you. And, and so again, just a couple moves that seem to be... Counterintuitive to counter-intuitive what they were doing. Counterintuitive to yeah. what the direction appeared to be. Um... And it's just, it's a puzzling one for me, with what it is that they're trying to do.
0: Yep, hey, you made your team worse to try and make your team better. Their defense is in a very weird spot. Uh, it was Luke Shen was the other one,
1: a three-year deal for Luke Shen, yep. two point seven five. Well, and that
0: what I was getting to. Their defense is now Roman Yosi, who's thirty-three and has five <laughs> years left on his deal. Ryan McDonough, who's thirty-four and has three years left on his deal, and then Luke Shen who's 33 and has two years, three years actually left on his deal too. So their defense is, it isn't aged out yet, but it's coming very it's, quickly. It's getting
1: close. And I just, I thought they were committing to a retool on the fly. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I
0: guess technically that's what they did, They're but it's in a different way than <laughs> I thought. <laughs> They're trying it. I just, I look at, the pieces they got rid of and the pieces that they brought in. And it just feels like swapping like for like, right? Like,
1: how how much does Ryan O'Reilly move the needle for you over Matt Duchesne? I know they're very different players. You probably lost some production and yeah, you get some defensive prowess, but okay, Barry Trotz said that he brought in Andrew Burnett because they were trying to move in a more offensive direction. We wanted to start adding that to our identity. And then they add... Shut down defenseman Luke Shen and Ryan O'Reilly.
0: I, I just, it just doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Yeah, it's I'm um, I'm with you. I it feels like they're swapping out pieces for the sake of swapping them out instead yeah. of actually yes. trying to get better. Yep. Just uh, w- moves for the sake of moves. Yep. Exactly. And it, I don't know. NHL GMs just do this sometimes. <laughs> and maybe it's like a hey your job's on the line thing, so you got to try something. But to me, this feels like. You're just spinning your tires. Like, there were a few
1: of the trade deadline Kyle Dubas things that felt like that. Like, I get it. You have to make moves, so you are just making moves. This is Barry Trotz for, like, yeah, David Poyle for decades, the only GM the franchise has ever known. You bring in Barry Trotz, and he gets aggressive, and I actually like that approach, but (sighs) he could be putting himself in position to, like, have this be a pretty quick one-and-done kind of thing. In terms of Barry Trotz's GM Career tenure, as, as,
0: right? I mean, I'm assuming they'll give him more rope than that. I, I, but yeah,
1: and I don't necessarily mean one year, but like, if we get three, four years down this road, and this he's got this weird aged-out mess. Yep. I don't. I don't think there's gonna be
0: a ton of other teams like clamoring to give him a GM job when they when Nashville just needs to burn it down in a couple of years. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's it's not a great look. Uh, gonna move on here to Winnipeg. Not a ton going on in Winnipeg. Obviously, no. all offseason, there's been some, hey, a lot of dudes kind of want to get the hell out of there. <laughs> uh, the only real signing of significance that they've made are bringing Vlad Domestikov back for two years and then bringing Lauren Persuade back. Uh, from The, the, the Bressois one was funny. Um,
1: this is another team that seems like they can't decide what they want to do. Like you said, you've got guys yeah, just dying to I get agree.
0: out. I agree. They
1: uh, they make the Pierre-Luc Dubois deal mm-hmm. finally. But, like, you got Shifley sitting there. Yep. You got Hellebuck sitting there. You let Blake Wheeler go. This, to me, is a team that, like, between Shifley and Hellebuck, if if they flipped those two
0: guys, I would actually like that offseason. Cool, you got Brassois yeah, who can start for uh, you. And you've made a decision on which direction you're On headed. which
1: direction you're going. So now you're bringing in some assets to try to make this work it's the fact that they are just so in the middle yeah half mean? in half out on all this shit man yeah.
0: i agree i it just feels like a team that needed to make a decision this offseason and they did not yeah and when if they continue to not do that their players will make a decision for them
1: and and, and, and you see what happened in calgary mm-hmm. and to me as of right now that's the road winnipeg's heading down you're just going to have guys walk for nothing. Yikes.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yikes is right, dude. I just... I My problem is I don't know where they go from here. <laughs> if if the answer isn't sell off everything, I don't know what they do. I just don't.
1: No, I mean, I mean, it's 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 do that or live in the middle. And to your point, I, the guys are already saying they don't want that. Like, Connor Hellebuck has been open. Yep. I'm not doing that. Yep.
0: So... Uh, flip him or lose him like it, that's kind of where it's at pretty much uh all right on that note we are brought to you by volo sports the largest sports social company in the united states the cool part is the volo kids foundation makes it so you pay to play sports together with adults so kids can play for free uh they're great at what they do the dnvr crew has a uh, kickball league that everyone's in that they go play in uh, you can get the Volo monthly membership pass today. It's 20 bucks a month, or you can test it out 10 bucks a month for the first three months. If you're new, you can also still get into summer leagues. I think there's like three or four days left up to sign up for mm. summer league. So make sure you're getting in on all of that with Volo tons of different leagues throughout all of the state, basically Lodo Rhino uptown city park Highlands, Sloan's Lake, Cherry Creek, do you Inglewood Arvada Aurora Northfield and even more than that. So Get in there today at VoloSports.com slash Denver. Uh, again, the summer registration closes on Thursday, so get in before that so you can get into whatever league you want. And you can also use code DNVR10 to get $10 off when you sign up at VoloSports.com slash Denver today. And when you're out there playing in the sun because the rain is gone forever, right? It's not <laughs> coming back, right? Right. <laughs> Uh, Make sure you're wearing your Shady Rays out there in the sun. You can go to ShadyRays.com to order today. When you use code DNVR and you get two pairs of sunglasses or more, you get 50% off. It's like buy one, get one free. They have tons and tons of different selection of sunglasses. They even have ski and snowboard goggles, uh, all sorts of different polarizations, all sorts of different stuff. But the coolest part is first 30 days, if you don't like them, you break them or you lose them, they'll replace them for free. So awesome. if you were like me as a child and always sat on <laughs> your dad's sunglasses, it's fine. Yeah, you're good. They'll just send you a new pair. No problems with Shady Rays. Uh, go check them out today. Again, ShadyRays.com with the DNVR code. <laughs> or if you're local, they have a brick and mortar in the Park Meadows Mall. All right. Hannah <laughs> stole mine immediately. I, so we got the second set. Mm-hmm. I got one for Sarah. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You're getting these. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no. I, I actually
1: uh, uh, bought a pair, and then I got a pair from DNVR oh, Yeah, yeah there, you there you go. Like four glasses, just like roaming around my house. Yeah, I brought. Them. I was like, check out, these out. of These six. She's like, yeah. She took them right away. She was well. You have a. You wear glasses. I was like, <laughs> I guess. I, I guess those are yours now, because you're not technically wrong. I do
0: wear glasses. <laughs> you. You didn't lie to me. Yeah, 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 you did take my glasses though. Uh, next up in the central, the Minnesota Wild. Have they even done anything?
1: Not a I don't I don't remember the last ton. time I don't remember the last time I heard about the wild doing because th- they seem to and me like they are finally understanding. Well, and
0: again, the the next two years is the part right. of the, their buyouts where it's like, oh, we can't do anything. Right? It's, it's okay because
1: okay. they have what two more years at fourteen mil at f- for the next
0: two years, and
1: then does it drop down after that, or is it done? It's
0: basically done.
1: It's one oh. point six. Okay, I was after. gonna say there's a little bit left. Yeah. yeah so I mean, really, the, it it felt to me this them not bringing back Ryan Reeves, who I know they really liked that to me, was them saying like, to your point, we can't do this. Like we we just can't, we have to, we have to ride this out for a couple of years. I I do think they are recognizing a bit that, Hey, we are not in a position to contend with all this dead cap here. We have too many holes on this roster, (laughs) given the amount of dead money we have. We
0: can be good for the next two years and then right. f- figure it out when they have the money.
1: House money. Yaya, will you angle that fan a little bit? My eyes
0: are drying out <laughs> over here. Yeah, of course. <laughs> uh. Yeah, I, I really don't have you're good, you're good, a thank you. ton to say about Minnesota. Not There probably will continue to be a first-round exit team Yeah, just because they have high-end talent like Karel Kaprizov.
1: If well, and like the, 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 tandem goaltending thing works fine in the regular season. Yep. They're, they're good enough. Uh, you know, they, they have some young guys that are making a good impact on the roster. Um, yeah, man. Thank you. Uh, and so I'm with you. I, I think there, there'll be a, a wild card to third in the central team get yep. bounced early, but I just don't really think that team is much of a threat given the dead cap that they're dealing with.
0: Agree. And I, I, I just don't see how they take the next step. Uh, The next team, though, in St. Louis exists. They Do they? Do they, though? They
1: did (laughs) stuff. (laughs) Uh, They're another team that, again, I I find interesting because this is an organization that I feel for decades has given in to uh, the pressure of the market. We were actually having this conversation, again, before we started with how much do management... Front offices sure. listen to what fans have to say, what kind of input, how they'd feel about certain players. To me, St. Louis is an organization that cares a lot about that because they can, cont- like, they just missed the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And to your point, Rudo, what did they do to either amend that or to get themselves worse so that they can get better? Nothing.
0: Nothing. Did they even like they? They literally signed no one worth talking about not even
1: no and 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 as long as you have Jordan Bennington there you you're, you're going to struggle you know you you you're, you're, you're going to find it hard if you get into the playoffs it's going to be hard to win playoff rounds
0: uh i i just now let me ask you this a team that loses Ryan O'Reilly yep does Kevin Hayes replace 75% of that Kevin Hayes, so here's
1: always been my issue with Kevin Hayes. The ABS have been high on him for years. The ABS have been interested in Kevin Hayes, uh, looked into signing him, looked into acquiring him. Here has always been my issue. He, he's fine. Yep. He's fine. And I feel like people sometimes talk about Kevin Hayes like he's a lot more than just fine. So I agree. I, I, sure, maybe he replaces seventy to seventy-five percent of what Ryan O'Reilly was near the end. But is that your one C? I
0: I I don't. Know. And for what it's worth, like with the retention, it, yeah. As far as mummy wise, it's fine for Saint Louis totally. if he's your two or honestly even three C. But then they don't have a one C. Right. Right. So. And, and
1: so. <laughs> That that was their move was they added him and again that's just another one of those. What is this? This doesn't make you oh doesn't make you better. Sure, maybe like maybe in in a very literal sense, yes he's a better player than would have been there, which would have been nobody.
0: Yeah, but it's it's easy bar to clear.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Are you a warm body? (laughs) Yes. Okay, we're better. Like. (laughs) That to me is what the Blues have done this summer. Uh, if if they don't do anything else to to you know of any consequence, I think this is another easy non-playoff team. Uh, I, I mean, we just saw the wheels come
0: off for them. Yep, in a big way and huge. And the unsolvable problem that you alluded to at the start of this, Jordan Bennington <laughs> is is just
1: stuck back there. Your, your goaltending is a nightmare. And it even seemed a little bit like the the, the antics, like, okay, now we're done. Like, that has that officially worn everyone's patience thin. Uh, for as, as much as Craig Berube puts his foot in his mouth and can be a, an asshole, even that dude was like, yeah, he gets away with that when he plays well. He's not playing well. You can't get away
0: with that anymore. Now you're
1: bad and you look like an idiot. And you're hurting the
0: team. Okay. Should we talk about the? I, I'm assuming it's probably your big winner of free agency, too. Yeah. In Dallas? Yeah. Unfortunately hey. for me,
1: I, I, I think the Avs had a really good summer. I do too. They, they, for me, are a top five team free agency. For me, in Dallas my, is number in one. In my <laughs> opinion, there are two Central Division teams ahead of them one's Arizona, and number one is Dallas. I think this was an outstanding summer for Dallas. The the issue that looms over them is the issue that has loomed over them for the last four years, and they just keep living on a prayer as long as their guys don't age out. Yeah. Like, how much longer can Joe Pavelski do
0: this? That's it, – it's not just Pavelski either. It's Jamie Ben. Right. They added Matt Duchesne, which, as long as he doesn't age out, will be a very good acquisition. Yep. But if he shows up and doesn't have it anymore – Right. As long as you get
1: career average, Matt Duchesne 60 ish, 60 to 70 ish, yep. uh, you know, somewhere between 25 to 35 goals, you, you feel really good about that one year, three mil. Um, I also like a move that they didn't make, which was going out of their way to bring back Max Domi. I know that fit worked really well. That's the exact type of move that you see teams make huge mistakes over yep. uh, looking at you Vegas um, <laughs> when, you know, rentals perform really well for them and then they overpay them. I like a lot of what they did. Can Jamie Ben run it back again? There was the, the, the Renaissance this year. Can he do it again? <laughs> Can Tyler Sagan do it again? Can Joe Pavelski continue to do this at what is, is he 40 now? He's 38, 38. Uh, so I think he'll be 39 this season.
0: That would make sense unless he just turned 38. Let's Jake see. Ottinger looked yeah. unbelievably just, human oh, by the no. end of the season. He turns 39 tomorrow. Ah, that's hilarious. So, there you go. <laughs> hey, happy
1: birthday. Oh, actually, we'll say that for tomorrow. Yeah, we'll wish yeah, him happy they, birthday yeah. tomorrow. <laughs> um, you know, Jake Ottinger, that looked like it rattled him a bit there at the end of the year.
0: Where I did mean, not, he looked Did not look horrible. nearly as good as he did the year before in the playoffs. Uh, so.
1: I mean, what? He was... Chased in three of the four losses against Vegas. It was
0: ugly. It was ugly. And,
1: and so it's like, okay, can he bounce back?
0: I, I have the most confidence in that.
1: Um, yeah,
0: their defense does still have some issues. Obviously, Ryan Suter's decline last year was yep. noticeable. Apparent. Yep. Uh, another guy who's a million years old. <laughs> yeah. Well,
1: lineup. well, dude, that was that was our joke going into. I think it was last year. Yeah, like, Dallas is the so NHL's dumb. all over yeah. 35 team. Yep. Like, and, and so, you know, we'll see. As long as those guys can at least bring close to what they had, I really like their summer. Um, that's going to be the only thing that's going to stop them from being a real force. For me in the Central Division, it's Dallas, it's Colorado. Uh, in the West, you can lump in Vegas there. Yeah, um, sure. But to me, these should be the two teams that are, that are duking it out all year for the top spot in the central.
0: Uh, not to leave some stones unturned here. I do think they did a good job of, of sorting out the depth on their roster too. Uh, bring back of getting dead for two more years. Another yes. older guy, but <laughs> you got him for 2.25 for two years there. Uh, they take a little bit of a swing on a Sam Steele at the bottom of their lineup guy who can probably provide you. I don't know. I mean, maybe third line minutes if yeah. you get good stuff out of him. <laughs> I just think they made a lot of smart business decisions. Yes. And they didn't put themselves at a ton of risk here. The Matthew Shane thing is a one year thing. Three million. Yeah. And like and the three million is why I think everyone is like, wow, at that price, there are 31 teams in the league that want to do that. <laughs> Right, right. Yeah, that that I
1: said it on a show last week. That was the one move that I, or the one deal that I saw handed out across the league where it actually made me say <laughs> That would be nice to see the abs do that. Yep. But it, as we've laid out a thousand times, there's a lot of extra layers to that. But that, that was the only deal where I thought that's an envious deal. Mm-hmm. A lot of other teams are going to wish they did Matt Duchesne one year, three million bucks. Even the Nashville Predators were like, well, if we could have had Matt Duchesne for one year, three million, we would have done <laughs> it. Done
0: that, yeah.
1: <laughs> um, so... Uh, yeah, I, I I like their year a lot or their their, their off season a lot. Um, if all their players hold on, I think that's a, I think that's a
0: really good team. I agree. And then we both have Colorado as as winners of free agency. I do want to preface this with saying, free agency is not it's not done. Over the Avs likely will still make one more move. You still have Tarasenko's name floating around so out there. Let me, let me ask there. you. Let, let's
1: just let's just do this because why not? Why not? <laughs> Do
0: you like Tarasenko for the Avs? I mean, what's the price point? <laughs> do I like Tarasenko for less than three million dollars? Absolutely. Let, let, let's even let's even just say the Matt
1: Shane deal. Yeah, for sure. I do. Because I, I was running through it. Because I mean that that really puts you seven forwards that you feel. Comfortable or more than comfortable as top six guys.
0: So, yeah, it, it's a little bit awkward because you end up with Druin and Tarasenko kind of right. fighting for the same spot. Exactly. And in some ways, it makes sense because it's two guys who do two very different things. If you want a shooter, you can put Tarasenko there. Mm-hmm. If you want on a, a distributor, you put Druin there. But you're also trying to balance forwards that can actually play defense right 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 and i don't think it's that bad like i think tarasenko in that case ends up filling a role similar to what burakovsky did on the championship team yep yep. as like a depth goal scorer that can jump up and down the lineup for you and like you know if he costs four or five million dollars he's probably just too expensive for colorado but if you can get him at three or less you're just failing to make your team better if you don't go out and do that
1: i i I hadn't thought about the burakovsky comparison i I, in terms of role i really like that because i i think the abs i think they want a top six guy to drew in i think they really want a top six guy out of him i think so too yeah and so i think they're going to try to get that you know you're going to have injuries You, you know who actually messes this up in the best way possible it's arturi Lekinen. Yep, they brought Lekkinen in to be a third line guy that could really and he, help. And he's shut just down.
0: too good, and he
1: and he's just exploded since he got here. And he's like a, how are you splitting that guy up from Nathan McKinnon? How are you possibly <laughs> taking him off of his wing? And so the, I, I was laughing as I was kind of going through it last night. because I was just I was writing out as if they added Tarasenko, mm-hmm. and I was like, fuck, you might have one too many guys here. Yep, and I said, well, you just dropped Lekkinen down. And I was like, well, why
0: would you do that though? But uh, I, I think. We talk a lot about flexibility in your lineup, and and that is what that gives you a little bit. If you love Luckin' in next to McKinnon, okay, you can put Nachushkin on the third line. He he knows how to play as a third liner. He'll be just fine there. You can leave Tarasenko down there. Again, like you said, I don't really think they want to put Druin down there. Right, It just hasn't worked out if that's where that ends up. Uh, You're probably not really putting Miko down there either. No. But anyone else... Right. You can slide up and down the line, and
1: I mean, if you if 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 you really 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 wanted to, you could even slide Johansson down and slide mm-hmm. Miko to the middle of the yeah, ice for sure, and and run a Nachushkin, Ranton, and Tarasenko.
0: As much as I don't want Miko to be a center, I will bet a lot of money we will see him at center sometime yes. this yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. Whether it be injuries or
1: just the blendnar, yep. Uh, I I do think we'll see him there the comment that's right there at the bottom, that's what I think opening night is going to look. that, that or That's what I think at least training camp,
0: I think that's the line they're going to try to make work. I, I think it makes the most sense because even as it is right now, if you take that and then you take a line of uh, Rijo, Nachushkin, and Rantanen, you're just set up with three good lines, right? You have yep. Mac as a superstar in his line with Lucky doing the dirty work and Druin as the distributor. Yep. And then same thing down the line. You have Rantanen as the superstar. You have Raijo as the distributor. And Nachushkin as the guy who does all the dirty work.
1: And, and Johansson can play that going to the front of the net role. Yep. Uh, you know, things like that. So it, it's... <clears throat> you have... And again, this is all under the, the assumption that things work out. Part of the reason why I like the concept of if you can get Duran for the right price, excuse me, Tarasenko for the right price, he's still sitting out there, one-year deal. If Duran doesn't work out, if he can't get to the level that they're hoping he can, yep. you slide him down, boom, there's the easy replacement. You plug in Tarasenko to
0: that top six, well, and you're done. And I'm not saying this is going to happen again this year, but recent history, the last two years... McKinnon has decided he only wants to score goals after December 1st. Yep. Let Terasenko score all the goals for the first two months of the season. Don't, I think that works. You know, it's fine with me. You can, you can do some things like that where if a certain thing is happening, if one guy's going cold, you can rotate things around. I don't know that Terasenko actually gets done. I don't know that even if he even wants to come here, this is all speculation. It, it's just
1: you're looking at what the Avs have done over the last handful of years sporadically last year being maybe the best example of it. Here's a guy sitting out here in Evan Rodriguez that we think because he's been out here so long, the market has dried up a bit. he will take a little bit of a lesser deal one year. Yeah. We can make it work with every passing day. Tarasenko sits out there. I think you are th- trending more and more in that direction. Uh, I also think <clears throat> as, as silly as it maybe seems sometimes um,
0: it's another Russian for Val. Now, I was going to bring this up, too. Not just for Val. Keep in mind, this is an organization that is probably going to try and bring Nikolai Kovalenko yep. over this off, coming off season. Yep. Or possibly at the end of this season. Potentially during in-season. They just drafted Mikhail Gulliev Yep. from Russia and another Russian in Nishimnikov later in the in the draft. Yep.
1: I, having one more here wouldn't, wouldn't be the worst thing ever. Um, I I also do like in this last because the abs need to add one more forward. I do like Jonathan Taves there.
0: Yeah, Taves makes a ton of sense. If, as a deaf if guy he's coming that, back,
1: and, if he thinks he's healthy enough, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, yep, I think that's another name that would that would make a lot of sense.
0: I'm I'm with you on that. I, I think Taves makes a ton of sense. I, we've all given into the Megan Danton Heinen train at this point. <laughs> yeah, It yeah, Would yeah, be yeah, a, yeah. a logical exactly. answer for their bottom six. Yep. So it, I think those are probably the more likely moves, but if Tarasenko is an option, you have to at least try, right?
1: Tarasenko, a Tarasenko one is more thinking we're getting another top six player for our top Mm -hmm. nine. Yep. Danton Heinen, Jonathan Taves, those are, we're adding depth. These are bottom six players. If they're having to work their way up into our top six, something has gone wrong.
0: Yep. And I, like, the abs can make room for these things if they need to. There are plenty of guys on this roster where it's like, yep, eh, sorry, Olafson, you're going you're going back to the Eagles in right. the AHL because we need room for a Taves or whatever
1: right. They, they are in that that window still, where mm-hmm. it's we're not as worried about development right now. We're trying to win while keeping one hand on the development wheel for
0: sure. Eh, if we stop looking at this road for a little bit, that's not the worst thing ever, yep. so, Potential more there, but even so, I think we all, certainly at DNVR, like what the Avs have done this offseason. Uh, I'm a big fan, man, and I've, I've talked to a lot of people who really like it. Yep. It's, you know, obviously if things go wrong, they go wrong. But sure. You,
1: you used the phrase a minute ago for Dallas, and I feel the same about the Avs, smart moves. Yep. They weren't the splashiest. They weren't the biggest. They weren't the highest dollar. The Avs made smart moves this summer. And like we said, there's one more to make. So let's hope that they don't, you know, make a dumb one. Right, right, right. But as of right now, I think they've done a lot of smart things and this is how you not only stay a contender, but you stay a contender for a long time by making
0: smart moves centered around your your core. Yep. So We'll see exactly how things play out as the new norm for free agency. As it takes three weeks, the ABS have about seven and a half ish so right it, now. It's probably more like three and a half because ones. you've got to
1: sign Ross Colton, yeah, exactly. So yeah, mm-hmm. you're probably you're anywhere from three to four yeah. with what you actually have available to spend. So I, I mean, on a one year deal that, that you could get a player done for that, or you could always. Sit on it.
0: I don't <coughs> think it's off the table that they, they sit, sit on it and
1: it. wait to see what you can find in season after some teams are starting to. You know, th- this is maybe a bit ambitious, but this is purely just because we talked about it earlier. Maybe Winnipeg decides to hold on to Mark Shifley and we get to Christmas and their season has gone way off the rails. I believe this is Shifley's last year under contract. Yeah, I think so. Or, or if not, it's close. Maybe they'd be willing to eat some and you can make that money work or, or whatever. So. I do think that is another possibility. They'll hold on to some of that money. and
0: We talked about it out there. Jason
1: Zucker's right there, man.
0: That's a, that's a great one. Maybe even better than the Shifley example because that'd make a lot more sense. I mean, who knows? By the deadline, it could make no sense. You never right, know right, with right, the right, NHL. Right, right. But yeah, lots of options still open to Colorado. Uh, your options are open when it comes to beers and Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNVR. Dozens of flavors. Obviously, I'm all about the Palisade Peach right now because... It's that season in Colorado is. where you get your Palisade peaches and you eat them and you drink them in your beer, and it's just what you do because they're delicious. If you're not from Colorado, you just wouldn't understand. I don't know <laughs> what else to tell you. Uh, no, they have dozens of great flavors, If even if peaches aren't your thing. Strawberry Sky, always a classic summertime favorite. Uh, they've got something for everyone. You can find them anywhere in the United States. Use the Breck Beer Locator online at breckbrew.com to find them at a local liquor store near you. Uh, we didn't really talk about the East a ton today. That's okay. Uh, we can talk about them tomorrow if we really want to. I,
1: yeah, uh, I think we should do that there were a couple teams out there that I thought were interesting. I just wanted to address the Landy thing. Gabe Landeskog will not be back this year. Regular season, playoffs, they none of that. The, the very Gabe,
0: clear about the timeline being 18 months.
1: The, the Gabe Landeskog conversation resumes this time next, next year. year. Yep. And even then, you could be talking about like
0: we'll see December of twenty twenty four return for Gabe or something like that.
1: If not, if not more than that, and I do also just want to throw a little bit of cold water on this because I've seen it circulating. Lonzo Ball was ruled out for this entire season. Please keep in mind, everyone, he is I believe three weeks ahead of (laughs) Gabe Landeskog. Yeah. So, like that, the thing that makes that more jarring is that he he has already missed two full seasons. That's because they kind of started this process yeah. earlier. He's only, I believe it is three weeks. I believe that's what Gabe Landisuck said ahead of where Landy is at. So while Lonzo ball is someone to keep an eye on, he's really not that far ahead in the rehab process. So him being rolled out for the entire NBA season really wasn't all that surprising
0: for me. It's also like, this is a, s- I don't want to call it an experimental surgery, but it's not one with a long track record. Mm-hmm. And there have been pretty varying results, which is concerning in some ways. But also, if Lonzo Balls doesn't go well, that doesn't necessarily apply yeah. to Landis at all.
1: The, 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 t- what Ruto's saying is that if either of these guys come back to an elite level, they will be the first ones to do it. Pretty much.
0: And which there have been guys who possible. Have come back. Yes. Not at quite the same ability level as, as what they were at. But I, I, I just, it's impossible to say right now. Yeah.
1: Also remember that their uh, ACLs were career ending as well. Yeah. They, yep. they could be the first of the batch that turns this whole well, injury around. Well, and, and I also do want to add a little bit of the context because there was all the Mark Mathot stuff at the beginning. Yeah, yeah. Gabe Landeskog was going into this surgery at a much different starting point. Yep. He was not experiencing anywhere near the pain that Mark Mathot was, the lack of mobility, things like that.
0: I mean, just go look at Gabe's Instagram mm-hmm. of all the, the, uh, PT that he's doing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm not a doctor, but so far so good based on what I've yeah. seen that's out there. Of there, Gabe. there was, a, there's a couple of those
1: where you can tell he's working through it. Yep. Like he's in the early post-op stages, physical therapy, all that stuff. So unfortunately, no, they aren't banking on him being back at any point for the 2023, 2024 season. That includes the 2024 playoffs. Um, we'll start to have this conversation again next summer and even then i'm with you rudo you're probably talking best case scenario december 2024 to january february 2025
0: uh when landy is back if he's back yep uh i will leave it at that i mean there's really nothing to say about it it's just wait and see how the recovery goes yeah Uh, but we are going to get out of here for today as we do have to wrap this show up. Like we mentioned, we'll probably talk about the East and, and some of those moves that were made out there, uh, tomorrow, but until then we'll talk to you on the next one.